So for what, what I do in the space that I'm in with Type Lending, you know, I get to go out and create my pipeline. Okay. So I'm, I'm, my client base is not just a, a person who just want to buy a home, but also the realtor. So I'm sitting down with realtors probably like four times a week, okay. different realtors. Okay. We're just having a conversation, not selling anything, but just kind of like getting to know them. Mm-hmm. Right. And so in this space, it's just more like on the lending side, you're helping somebody buy good products, good pricing so they can get affordable home, mm-hmm. right? On the real estate side, you have somebody find the house. Welcome back to the Let's Evolve for Tomorrow podcast. I'm your host, Tyrone, and we help aspiring, new, and existing entrepreneurs excel to the next level by inviting other aspiring, new, and existing entrepreneurs to the podcast where we help you grow to the next level by giving knowledge, gems on how to get to the next level. Right now, we have Greg Nelson, a special guest here on the podcast. This guy grew a business, multiple businesses while working in corporate America. He started a photography business. He has a multiple properties that he's built and a few other things. But I don't want to take away the shine. Without further ado, I want to introduce Greg Nelson. How you doing, man? Doing good, man. Thank you, man. Welcome yeah, to the podcast. Yes, yeah. I appreciate you, man. You're welcome, man. Yeah, so yeah. just give us a brief int- introduction, man, and tell us about yourself. Man, um, Greg Nelson. Sure, man. Born and raised in Chicago. Okay. Grew up on the south side of Chicago. Uh, came here to Ohio back in 2007. Okay. And um, my background has been mortgage banking. I worked at Chase uh, Bank for 15 years. Okay. Um, Put the mic in just a little yeah. bit. Yeah, about, yeah. 15, about 15 years. And um, married... My wife and I, we have four kids, 15, 13, 11. Okay. Baby girl, she's four, so three boys, okay. one girl. Um, so, yeah, I took a leap of faith, man, after a long career and um, decided to get into uh, real estate. So I'm a licensed real estate agent, also a loan officer, and um, also have a photography business called GNA Studios. Okay. Yep. All right, cool. Yeah. So what actually, when did you start your first business? Yeah, so I started GNA Studios back in 2016. Okay. Yeah, back in 2016. So what inspired you to get started? Man, I always loved cameras. Okay. So I always loved cameras, man. And um, my wife on Father's Day, okay. I used to do a lot of run and gun shoot videos. Gotcha. For my church and then um, just cut them up, edit it and stuff like that. It used yeah. to look real nice. And so my wife, she, she got me a camera, a professional camera on Father's Day. Okay. And um, she got me the camera. I told her, I said, you know, I'm going to make a business out of this. Okay. Never done photography. Always did video. Okay. And, um, and so I had to learn how to become a photographer. Mm-hmm. So I thought getting, being a photographer was just taking a camera, taking pictures. Right, right. But nah, that's a whole Pointed different... Pointing at somebody and just hit the Yeah, button. nah. You got to learn lighting. You got to know how to edit. And so um, I started, um, I reached out to somebody who, actually, my son, and they was in basketball at the time. Okay. And they was doing um, team pictures. Yeah. And so there was a photographer there. He had all the cameras, all the professional equipment. And so, like... I just kind of like pulled him to the side, started talking to him, just asking him questions about the lottie. At that time, I didn't really have like a portfolio, you know, weddings or seniors. I didn't really have like anything in particular that I sh- shot. Right. So I asked him some questions. He's like, yeah, man, you can come over anytime, borrow my, my lights. So I was like, what? Right, right, and right. And so uh, it was funny, man. So I had to I had to learn lighting, but I, I used his lights one time to shoot yeah. a client who wanted me to do like a cheerleading team. Right. So let me, yeah. let me ask you a question yeah. really quick. Let's let's just go back for just yeah, a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many clients do you service a, a month or a week? How does that work? Like, do you get a lot of business in photography? In photography, yeah. So when I first started, I was doing weddings, okay. seniors, high school. So I I was I had a lot of clientele at that time. Okay. Yeah, but the only difference with that was 
it, you always constantly working. You got to edit, edit, uh, edit. And so it's just like, you know, a lot of editing took up a lot of my time. Okay. So you can make a lot of money, but when you break that down into time that you're doing it, then, you know, it's just kind of like you, you want to be able to shoot, but then able to get that, turn those pictures back over to the client to go out and get your, your next client. But I did pretty well within my first, I would say my first five years. The first two years, it was just me building a portfolio. So I was just shooting everything. So you have the photography business, mm -hmm. so you stand busy with that. Mm -hmm. How many properties do you have? Right now, just two. Okay, so two. Yeah, two right properties. now, just two. Just two, Some yeah. people don't even have one. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we, we started off back in 2016. Okay. We had five properties. Okay. When COVID came, Okay. values went up, pretty much sold every day. Okay, so yeah. at one point in time, you had five. We have five properties. So yeah. photography business, at one point in time, you have five properties. Yes. And then you also said you're a mortgage lender? Mortgage lender, yes. Okay, all yeah, right. So started a company, Tive Lending. Okay. Uh, mortgage broken company, uh, pretty much for residential. Okay. Helping people um, get loan products, FHA, USDA, VA, you know, just like other typical lending companies. Um, started that company just because of the mission, Tithe. Um, it's all about just giving back to the community. So every, <clears throat> every loan that we close, mm -hmm. we give 10% back to the community and so like we partner with the dream foundation the hope um the hope team the hope yeah. center and the dream foundation and so we serve like once a week go there and serve and stuff like that just to give back to the community and you know feed the homeless and stuff like that and okay. so um just joining a company that's bigger than self right you know so, i realized yeah. that when i saw the name and i'm like i didn't have my glasses on I'm like, yeah, did yeah, that, yeah. Does that say tie <laughs> tie that i thought that was yeah. really cool and honestly yeah. when i saw that yeah i thought you came up with that name no. When I saw Ty, I was no. like, man, that's really dope. So yeah. you have basically multiple streams of income. Man. I do, yes. Okay. Absolutely, man. Yeah. All right, perfect. So yeah. now let's let's go back to the yeah, story yeah, about yeah. the lighting. <laughs> I mean, I was just, I had to get that out there. Like, man, yeah. the fact that you're, you know, you built businesses while yeah. you were still in corporate. You yes. left corporate and to have three businesses, multiple streams of income, mm -hmm. you know, was stuff that you didn't know. You had to learn going to different people to say, hey, can you teach me the game? Can you yeah. show me how to work this camera? Yeah. Can you show me how to buy properties? Can you show me how to be a lending officer? Yeah. All of that, man. I think yeah. that's huge. So I just wanted to make sure we spotlighted. Nah, that. thank you, bro. I appreciate yeah, it, man. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, man. Nah, nah. So with the lighting, so yeah, I reached out, reached out to him, um, picked up the lights, man. I didn't know what I was doing. Right. And so the client, she booked me. But, of course, in any business, you know, you always hear the saying, fake it till you make it. Mm -hmm. right? right. So you coming all professional, <laughs> setting up lights. Took me about 30 minutes to set the lights up. <laughs> I'm in the gym sweating. Yeah. Don't know what I'm doing. Right. And, uh, you know, I just had this confidence, man. Pictures came out okay. Mm -hmm. Right. But to them, you know, when you shoot, you, you're more technical about your work than the client is. Absolutely. But um, that was just an opportunity. Uh, met, I, during that time, I was still in corporate. Okay. And so I was just like, man, I was just eager to learn. I'm like, I, I got to get this down to where I'm just shooting. I know how to shoot, you know. And so I watch, like, people portfolios, like, on Instagram, Facebook. And I'm like, man, how you get that like that? Mm -hmm. And so I go out on Amazon buying all this equipment. <laughs> I'm buying equipment. I'm buying lights. My wife's like, how many more lights you going to buy? Uh -huh. So I'm buying lights. I'm buying straps. Not knowing this does not create the product. Mm -hmm. And so what I did was a buddy. I was like, I'm going to swallow my pride. Reached out to him. Mm -hmm. He actually used to work with us. Okay. And uh, he was a photographer at the time. Mm -hmm. Still, Actually, he still is a photographer. Okay. And I seen his work. I say, look, man, how do you get your pictures to look like this? Mm -hmm. 
And he said, man, you know something, man? And he's an older gentleman, too. Okay. Um, he said, man, we should set up a little date, man. We can go out, uh, get a few models, and just, like, shoot them or whatever, go downtown. That's what we did. Okay. And dude, when I tell you, he showed me two things yeah. in my camera uh -huh. and how to position my light. That's it. And from there, it was just like, two things. Got it. Wow. That was it. It was just the settings. And so, like. Did he charge you? No, no, oh, no, he that's, did. That's he good, did. Man. And so, like, what I did, I, I actually reached out to a few people I knew and said, hey, can you shoot with us, me and my, my dude? Yeah. We're going we gonna to get some shots in. And, man, when I tell you, dude, when he did that, it was just like, oh, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. It's a skill to this. Mm -hmm. And, uh, man, ever since then, it's just like, I, I, I love photography. So, yeah. what two things did he show you? He showed me how to, like, my settings in my camera. Okay. And so, like, you have settings in a camera. A lot of people don't know ISO. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know exposure, mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't know uh, f-stops. Okay, like you know how to make a picture look blurry in the background, but then make the person be a focal point. Yep, I know. And so he showed he showed me that, but he showed me how to use it with light. Ah. And when he showed me that, it was like a different variations you can do, and I was yeah. like, oh, I get it. Okay, yeah. that's how you make somebody pop, right? right. And so, <laughs> man, I go. Uh, at that point, I had a lot of equipment. I'm like, my wife was like, hey, you need to uh, sell some of that, right? right. <laughs> if you're gonna buy something else, but. Um, went out and got me nice little strobes and I pretty much learned how to shoot off camera flash. Okay. So when you go to studios, you know, you got the backdrops and all that, but then you can also shoot outside with strobe lights. Ooh. That's wireless. Okay. And it, it creates, you create your own light. So if the sun is out, you can go find a shaded spot, use a light to kind of make it look like a shade, Ooh. but then you can just make the individual, the subject pop in the picture. Wow. And so it's just, it's a skill. It's yeah. a skill. Yeah. And so uh, I, st I started learning that. Um, I reached out to a company at the time it was Columbus uh, Bride and Grooms. Okay. Because I was trying to build up my portfolio in the wedding industry. Right. Um, and so, so really quick. When, yeah. Go ahead. When the guy took you out. Yeah. And he was asking you. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, show me some techniques. He showed you. Did you have clients at that time? Besides uh, the one shoot you did in the gym? I, I had a few. Okay. I had a few, and it was more people that was close to me, people in my church. Okay. Uh, you know, we started a business. You reaching out to people, you know, that, that's yeah, cute. Exactly, right. You know, you're like, nah, that's not cute. <laughs> right. No, that's not. That's not. So you still in corporate at this time? I was still in corporate, man. Okay. Yeah, so I had my, yeah, I was in corporate at the time. Okay. Yeah, I was shooting, and pretty much I would shoot, like, on the weekends. And so how I would do it was i charge less, like 30, 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I take a whole bunch of pictures, okay. which I don't recommend that to nobody. Right. That's not good to do at all. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think the biggest thing is get a mentor, okay. join a class, yeah. and find a way where you can build a portfolio through instructions. Gotcha. And somebody got some models. That way you can show them like good work. Okay. And then you promote that, and then you set your prices as you gain experience on your, in your skill. Gotcha. Yeah, you okay. know. That's I learned that the hard way. Okay. So I would say my my, my second year is so you, when I start. You bootstrapped it, as they say, right? Oh yeah, I did, man. Okay. I mean, because I was starting off fifty bucks, yeah. and then like my prices went from fifty to like, I would say seventy five, probably like a couple months after that. Yeah. But then after that, man, I was like one seventy five, two fifty, and like now everything is anything I shoot is like two seventy five or above. Okay. But yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So you yeah. reached out to the bridal company. Reached out to the bridal company. Okay. At the time, it was Columbus Bride and Groom, and uh, reached out to them, just seeing how I can get like more into the wedding industry. Yeah. And uh, so they, they invited me in. Oh, my bad. No, no, sorry. Invited me in. You know, sat down with a, I guess, consultation you can call it. Yeah. Asked me like, what was my plans? And I was like, you know, I want to shoot a lot of weddings. Mm -hmm. That's all I knew. And uh, she's like, okay, well, you know, we we can sign you up on a subscription. So pretty much how they did it was. They had, like, data. They can pull data for people who got engaged. Mm -hmm. So they put on these wedding expos, and they collect data throughout the year 
um, and these people join the wedding expo, um, and they put down the wedding date. They ha they need a DJ. They may need a DJ. They may need a photographer and whoever partner with them. So they partner with like photographers, DJs, videographers. And so I was one of one of their vendors. Okay. And so they would get this information. They send us a lead list, but I would pay for it throughout the year. So I paid for it for for the whole year. Okay. It was like twelve hundred dollars. Um, and so I would pay for it and send me a lead list. So I was cold calling. Okay. Brides. Oh, wow. I was cold calling brides. Uh -huh. So this was my third year in photography. Uh -huh. I was cold calling brides. And um, Third year. What year was that? This is 20... So I started in 2016. No, 2018. 2018. 2018. Okay. Okay. Cold calling brides. Um, and, man, I had 11 weddings in, in that year. 11 wow. weddings. No, no, no lie. I had 11 weddings. How many calls? I was over probably like 100 calls, man. Okay, so. Because every month I would get a lead list. Which is good because that's about 10%. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, at the time my prices wasn't like for weddings. Like, because I never really did a wedding. Yeah. I did like a friend's wedding. It was like 400 bucks or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but then I realized like even in business, like after a while, you stop focusing on pricing. Mm -hmm. You just got more focused on just customer experience mm -hmm. and like and that that's that's what the value comes from that's not the corporate just, coming yeah, out yeah 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 i know right and so um right i know right and um and so i get the lead list man i'm cold calling i'm setting up weddings and i'm like okay cool and um i got reached out to somebody who did weddings mm -hmm. and um, they showed me how to like put like a shot list together for the whole day okay like you know from a ceremony how to do um, bride prep groom prep like how to do that and so at that time i was the only photographer and so i knew a few photographers where i would just outsource like, was this photo and video or just photo just photos at the time okay photos at the time okay and um so i reached out to somebody and said hey you know can you help me um do this wedding right. ceremony bride pepper stuff like that and so yeah okay yeah. so yeah. now so where do you stand now with your business? Are yeah. you still focused on weddings or are you doing something completely different? So for photography, I just pretty much niched down to just doing high school seniors. Okay. Yeah. How long have you been doing that? Honestly, I've been shooting, well, I've been shooting seniors since I pretty much started, but I niched down this year, currently this year. This year? Yeah. Okay. And so like right now I'm in the process of just like revamping and rebranding the whole website. Okay. Just geared more towards seniors. Gotcha. Just because I realize in this space, like if you're a wedding, if you're somebody who's about to have a wedding right. or planning a wedding, you don't want to go to a website where they having baby showers, birthdays. Like, uh, it's, you know, they like, okay, well, he do, does great work, but I'm not his focus. I'm not his target. You know gotcha. what I mean? And so you want to go with somebody who has more experience. And so your website is like one of those sites that can actually brand that. Right. And show people he's an expert in what he does. Okay. So and, when did yeah. you get you, um, when did you start your website? Was it when you first started photography or? I started, I started my, probably a couple months. A couple months? I started, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I, so. Good thing with that, man. I built my website from scratch. Nice. I, I learned it, man. See? And so, yes, yeah, exactly. so I, I use um, Squarespace. Okay. And I went on um, YouTube, watched an hour-long video on how to do it. Yeah. And really, all it is is a template. Exactly. Drop and drag. Right. And drop and drag, fonts, colors, yep. you know, and just learn that, man. So It's yeah. funny. I did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. From scratch. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really simple. I mean, as yeah. long as you, I mean, when you know your business, you know what yeah. you want to see. You know what pictures you yeah. want to see. You know what content you yep. want to see. So, how did you get into the real estate part, right? Because yeah. I know that part came along at some point. So, yeah. what year did you decide to get into real estate? So, real estate started, man. Honestly, um, in 2015, my wife and I, we just started. We wasn't licensed agents at the time. Okay. We um, found a house on auction.com. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> and you know, auction.com, you don't you don't really get to see the home uh-huh. until you buy the home. Uh-huh. And so we, we, we brought a home and it wasn't like the best home okay. or whatever. And so my wife, uh, we looked inside. I reached out to somebody who I knew in did real estate and was just like, I would never brought that, bro. Right. And I was like, dang. So this okay. is this was your personal portfolio, right? This is personal portfolio. Okay. Yeah. So okay. we just trying to get into the investment, right? Gotcha. We okay. was trying to get into the invest, buy a home and start renting it out. Okay. Right. And so, found that home was like this is gonna be a complete gut, uh-huh. meaning that we gotta gut the whole house out. It's an older home, three stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got dealing with asbestos. It just it was just it was bad. Yeah, well, who? Asbestos. What's that? It's just kind of like um, it's hazardous. Like I guess like it's. They said it can cause like cancer. It's like if you breathe it in, like a chemical or something. It's a chemical, yeah. It's oh, like okay. a chemical, and okay. um, so just different, different stuff like that. And it was like, okay, we had like somebody to come and do an inspection on it. Yeah, and it was gonna be like fifty thousand dollars worth of work. Wow. You know, we we paid um, at the time it was like ten grand mm-hmm. for it, mm-hmm. and so we was just like, what do we do? So somebody told me it was just like, man, you can just clean it out and just put it back on the market. So did you like pay ten grand cash or we paid ten grand cash? Okay. Yeah. So ten. So at that time, you know, homes were like eight thousand, twelve thousand, exactly. thirteen thousand, and we my, we my just times are good. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't we didn't believe in um, want to do that right, and so we was going through a transition where he's like, man, we're just gonna rent okay. and just build, right? We want to build passive income, mm-hmm. and so we got that property. And we was like, okay, it's going to be a lot of work because we ain't got $50,000 in cash. Right. And we don't want to go in debt for it. Right. And so we um, put it back clean. We, well, we did some mi- we did some minor things. We got the inspection. I think we did a few things to it. We ain't, we ain't renovated it. Mm-hmm. But we put it right back on the market. Um, got a realtor, put it back on the market. And we ended up selling it. Probably made like four grand above because we ended up selling it for like five, 15, mm-hmm. 15, around 15, 16. Okay. And then after the agent get there, their commission and stuff like that and so we took that and we was just like okay what's next what's next right, right. <laughs> so it was like okay we learned from that right and so uh we told a friend of ours at the time hey let us know because we know they was into investing mm-hmm. let us know um if something comes up well he actually had a property mm-hmm. and um he had a property that he was trying he was selling i guess like when he brought it mm-hmm. he didn't want to like finished or follow through with the uh, renovations, finish up the renovations. So the electrical was done. Some of the plumbing was done. And so we walked through, we looked at it. It was like, okay, some cosmetics, okay. some paint and stuff like that. We need to put on and put into it. And so that was a learning experience. That's okay. what we thought we needed. Right. And, um, until you actually got in there. So we ended up buying it. Okay. We ended up buying that, uh, with the 15 we had. Okay. Um, and so we brought it. And so the next step was we need somebody to come like fix it up. Right. So we reached out to some friends who knew some contractors, got mm-hmm. a contractor, kind of did one room at the time. Okay. And so we did a cash, right? And okay. so what we did was credit card, mm-hmm. um, 13 months interest-free, mm-hmm. used a credit card to kind of help pay for the materials. We're still working in corporate at the time, mm-hmm. so we can take some of the money we're making because we live on the b- below our means, stand in an apartment, let's take some of this money, we can kind of put a little money here and there on buying, um, paying the contractors, so mm-hmm. we're taking our time doing it. And it was just cosmetic. We wasn't trying to do like a full gut, yeah. just a small little renovation so we can get it ready for Section 8. Yeah. And so we did that. Um, learn, learn, learn through that process. You're dealing with contractors. Right. You know, and so that was just the start of it. So that was one we had. And um, and so what we would do with that, we're getting monthly income off that plus income we're making at work. And so mm-hmm. I go, that that motivated us to like, man, let's spend less on things that we don't need 
didn't do cable. Okay. We didn't have a car note. Wow. No car note, no cable. Okay. Right? And then also, too, when you building and you learning, you got to make sure you're not comparing yourself to people. Mm. And so, like, we're around people who buy homes, they have in a house, and I'm like, it's so enticing because we... We were a big family, family of three at the time with three kids. Okay. And it was like, man, we want to get a house. Right. But we knew, like, we had to stay in our lane. We, gotcha. It wasn't that we wasn't, we wouldn't, we was not ready. Right. Because we made good money. It right. was just that. Um, so you were renting at the time. We was renting at the time. While you invested in properties. While we invested in properties. Okay. And so we just like, right now, it's not the time. And mm-hmm. so we took proceeds from the property. You know, of course, we saving because yeah. we live in frugal. Absolutely. And, um, you know, at the time, I was like, let's do another um, property. And so just kind of repeated that cycle. But yeah. some of the properties we got was like, you know, through um, some people just wanted to give it up because they owe a lot of back taxes on it. Uh-huh. So we took advantage of that. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, I think we financed one like later on, yeah. but we flipped that. Right. But, yeah, man, it, that's that's pretty much how we got started in corporate. Okay. You so know, and I'll let me ask you a question. Just, yeah. Let's go back to the first property. Now, yeah. Second property, I love yeah. the way you broke that down, right? Because yeah. I think it's great tips for a lot of listeners mm-hmm. who's looking to get into real estate and stuff like that, knowing where you started. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, yeah, yeah, we did put a little bit on credit yeah. cards. We did save money. Yeah. We didn't have a cable bill. We didn't yeah. have... Uh, what'd you say? No cable, no, no car, car no, no like that type of stuff. Yeah. You know, a lot of times people talk about investing real estate, but they mm-hmm. never break it down that way. Yeah. So going back to the first property, I know you said yeah. you spent ten thousand cash. So did you save that money over the course of time, or was it like how did you um, fund that project? It was just like emergency fund, like money that we save, like emergency funds. Okay. Just saving because, yeah. like, I mean, when you don't really know, when you didn't grow up learning how to like really use money mm-hmm. you don't know about leveraging and, and investing so you like i'm gonna save as much as i can right yep, yep. and so like we would just save we save um like i said we just lived below our means okay you know did what we need to do you know right. did, took took care of what we needed to take care of at the time exactly but we knew we wanted to, to get into investing so it was just kind of like we gotta like put our money to the side so mm-hmm. we can start that process okay so yeah that's the that was the sacrifice that's the hard part absolutely you know what i mean yeah how long did the renovations take on the second property so for the second property, uh, I would say probably a little bit less than 90 days. Okay. Just a little less than 90 days because we knew, we kind of like had our flow. Right. Like once you, you know, once electrical is good, plumbing is good, okay, now we ain't got to go behind the walls. Okay, now we just got to paint, trim, mm-hmm. you know. So we we kind of knew that flow. Uh, for the second property, we did have like one more mistake, and right. I learned, you know, um, the electrical wasn't grounded. Mm. So when it got inspected, so I had to have somebody come back out, cut a hole in the socket areas, right. and then we had to like drive all that back up. Mm-hmm. But I learned from that, didn't repeat that that failure at all. Right. And so yeah. So did you do some of the work yourself, you and your wife? We did some cleaning, but that was <laughs> nah, okay. man. No nah. drywall or nothing. I was like working that? corporate at the time. Okay. So I just didn't really, I didn't really have the time, man. No, no, I didn't really have the time. Okay. Yeah. So it was just like, just pay for what you want. So you said yeah. basically, so property one, you learned a lot. Property two, you actually did things the right way. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, hey, we're going to take the profit from the first property, mm-hmm. property, put it into the second property. Yep. But this time we're going to rent, or not rent, but hire a contractor that can mm-hmm. come in and do the work. Do the work, yeah. You learned from that process, and you said you pretty much repeated it from there. Yeah, we just repeated it, yeah. Okay, so what were some of like the, I guess you could say like milestones or turning points throughout either that, pro- that process or even as a photographer? Yeah, I would say for photography, it was just more, um, I would say milestones. Like, once I learned how to, like, learn my skill, yeah. like, learn how to, like, shoot, mm-hmm. um, then it was, like, I, it was easy for me to have a conversation. 
like to have that confidence and say, hey man, you know, just to go out and get my clients mm -hmm. or just advertise just because I felt more poised when I went to a session. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't, because normally before I used to show up like an hour early just trying to, just out of nervousness. Mm -hmm. But now it's like I have more poise. I, sh I can show up in 10 minutes because I know this area. <laughs> and so I would say just like, man, just the experience, man. Uh, the, getting the experience is so critical. And right. I would say for real estate, um, it's the experience. Mm -hmm. It's the experience and just learning through it, honestly. Um, I would say that's the turning point. And then just once you do it a couple of times, you break down that barrier or that, that wall of fear. Mm -hmm. Right. And you know, like you just know. Right. And so, um, and then just networking, like you find different, different people that you work with that you can trust. And so I think like the third deal, the third home, it was more like we was working with contractors who can fund their own material and they can give us receipts at the end and we could pay them pay them there because you know i was just tired of running back to lows on breaks <laughs> you know one contractor said hey you know we need this amount but then we really need x amount and right. you know and so you just learn you just learn you just kind of learn through that okay um but i would say that just the amount yeah i was i would say that that's it right there you know okay yeah so how did all of that transfer over into mortgage lending like where did that even come from yeah so you know being in mortgage banking Okay. You know, you you know, you learn in terms, escrow, all that stuff. Absolutely. So when I was in corporate, man, I did call center, um, the help for homeowners, loan modifications, did underwriting. I managed for like five years. Uh, was in the complaint department, mm -hmm. right? And so you like all that experience, right? All that knowledge. Those transferable um, skills. Which, just about. transferable <laughs> skills, right? You know, when I when I left corporate, I was licensed real estate agent, and okay. so it's like I'm learning the other side of what I was in. Right. Uh, never did lending. Right. But I know the terms, you know, all the regulatory terms and all that stuff. And so, you know, as a real estate agent, see, so we'll, we'll take it back a little bit. When we was doing investing, we was not agents at the time. OK. Uh, my wife took the leap of faith to become an agent first. OK. And so she's a real estate agent. And then, you know, she was like, after a couple of years, she's like, it's your turn. Mm. You know, heard from God, took a leap of faith and became a real estate agent. Okay. Um, after doing a few deals, had some immediate success early on. And, um, you know, my wife was just like, we had one transaction, we was working with a particular lender. And, you know, we just, she was like, it'd be nice, man, if we just, we if we had a loan officer. Like, you should go back and get your lending license. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, well, I left that whole world. But she was like, no, you can go um, in a whole different avenue where you don't have to, like, go to a bigger bank and stuff like that. And so mm -hmm. I was like, okay, cool. So I just did the research and um, took my classes, got my license. Okay. Yeah. So what has that experience been like as far as being a mortgage lender? Because I don't know the difference between a real estate agent uh, and a mortgage lender. <laughs> it's cool, man. So it's, it's, it's cool. I, what I like about this is is like like what you and I are doing right now. Okay. We sit down and have a conversation. Right. So when you work for the big banks, mm -hmm. um, you, you, it's, a, it's a pipeline. Okay. You know, as they come in, you, you don't know these people. You mm -hmm. underwriting people loans. And so for what what I do in the space that I'm in with Tide Lending, you know, I can get to go out and create my pipeline. Okay. So I'm, I'm, my client base is not just a, a person who just want to buy a home, but also the realtor. So I'm sitting down with realtors probably like four times a week, okay. different realtors. Okay. They're just having a conversation, not selling anything, but just kind of like getting to know them. Mm -hmm. Right. And so in this space, it's just more like on the lending side, you're helping somebody find good products, good pricing, so they can get affordable home, mm -hmm. right? On the real estate side, you're helping somebody find a house. Mm. You know what I mean? So you're a realtor, you're right. helping somebody find a home. Right. But on the lending side, you're helping somebody, like, 
you basically doing the deal. Okay. You finding the, the, you know you computing the numbers and things like that. So like creative financing. Creative financing. Yep. Okay. Yes. So with all three, right? So now you got you got real estate, you got photography mm-hmm. business, you you're doing the mortgage lending. Mm-hmm. How do you balance the three? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> so you know our kids, um, it's there's ebbs and flows. I would definitely say like with my wife being an agent, like. Our week, it has to be intentional. Like mm-hmm. our schedule, mm-hmm. we, we have a schedule. Well, oh, yeah. You got to have a schedule. <laughs> right. Our kids are in sports, man. It's a lot of back and forth. And um, we just on, we schedule like on Thursday nights is our family devotion time. Okay. Uh, but this week, we actually did it a little week. We did it a little early just because we knew we was going to be busy. Mm-hmm. But it's just really being intentional, man. Uh, our kids are homeschooled. It's just really putting it on a, putting it on a, on a schedule. Mm-hmm. Um just checking in with each other, just making sure that, you know, on this day and this particular time that we're both not, like, away from the family. Right. And But, like, we also – so I got to talk about the faith aspect of it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I think it's, you can go out and get it, go get the bag and do all that. But, Absolutely. man, just keeping God in that plan is very important. So, like, with the family, it's just more like no matter how much success or no matter no – my, no matter how much traction I'm getting mm-hmm. in this business, mm-hmm. my time with my family is important. Absolutely. And so that's just the base. And so it's like I want my business to be in this, in, a, in a way where it's not taking all of my day, right? Because mm-hmm. there's there's point there's times where you can, you know, you may have to get a, we may have to get a call after six o'clock or seven o'clock. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But just making sure when I'm with my family, that's uninterrupted time. And so on Thursday, the, on, on, yeah, Thursdays or throughout the week too. So okay. like my, you know, my wife, we just say, we got to have dinner, mm-hmm. making sure we have a dinner together, you know? Mm-hmm. And of course there's times where we don't because my son, one of my, one of my sons is in golf, mm-hmm. my other son in football, you know, sometimes the schedule may not fit that particular day, right? but at night, we putting our kids to sleep, and you know, it's nobody's outside of the home late at night working and things like that. And so, that's really it, man. Just staying in flow with one another and just making sure we're communicating. Yeah. So, is there ever a day where you get a call that somebody wants you to, I don't know, come out and do a shoot? Mm-hmm. You get a call that somebody wants you to figure out creative financing for their mortgage, and something you have to do in real estate all in one day. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, but the way, so like in photography, I just go down the list. In photography, you know, you set your schedule. Mm-hmm. So somebody, hey, you want to book, you know not to book that. Like I'm not going to shoot on demand. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to set that, hey, I'm available on this day. Mm-hmm. Or we can shoot at this particular time. So you can create that schedule. Okay. Um, with real estate, you know, we do consultations first. Mm-hmm. So we're not showing people a whole bunch of homes in one particular day. We do a consultation. We sit down with a person, find out. You know why they want to purchase if they ever owned a home uh, figure out what type of home they want to look for what's their budget mm-hmm. and more importantly are you pre-approved right exactly. <laughs> because if you pre-approved we can go around and look for some <laughs> homes if not then we just at this phase where we're like trying to get you there okay you know we talk to you you know how's your credit maybe you know maybe you should do this give them some strategies maybe you should do this to fix your credit or do that or whatever and then for lending you know that that can pretty much be all day thing. Right. The, what I like about this is, you know, I can work at seven, eight o'clock and I don't have to work eight o'clock in the morning or, mm-hmm. you know, so I kind of got a little freedom in that, but it's really like once a client submit an application it's now it's my step to make sure I pull credit, get the pay stubs, tax returns, get all the required docs 
And then I can kind of create my work from there. Right. Look through everything, see if we can get them pre-approval. If so, now they can shop with their realtor. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, once they go into contract, now my job is to lock every lock the rate, do all those things. And so, yeah. Right. So it, it you can kind of create your, not create, but your workflow kind of like set your schedule. But you can kind of set it to where it's not overwhelming right. or overlapping anything. So, yeah, there's there's control in it for sure. Right. Like you're not going to call me like, hey, I need to do a shoot today. Can you come? <laughs> like, uh, no. Like, first of all. You got to value right. my profession. Exactly. It's not going to happen today. Right. No, we're right. going to shoot on this particular day. No, nah. <laughs> right. but nah. No, nah. but that's that's yeah. solid because yeah. a lot of people think, there are a lot of people out here that are talented in multiple things. Absolutely. And they feel like, oh, okay, well, I can't do it all because they feel like they have to, they're at the beck and call of the customer. Now, obviously, you want to do what's right for the customer, but make sure you respect yourself and your time. Yeah. So to your point, I really like that method because you're like, hey, everything is on yeah. the schedule to make sure I don't overlap or yeah. drop the ball or stress yeah. because I'm trying to figure out how to do two things at one time. Yeah. So no, and I like that. Yeah, and you bring value. You got to understand that you you got to value yourself too. Because right. I mean, in business, sometimes, you gotta, we got to talk about this. Because okay. when you're in business, sometimes, when you first, especially when you start off, you feel like you have to, reduce everything mm -hmm. you gotta reduce your time like you gotta spend more time and it's like all you gotta focus on is building that skill and and, and provide quality and, and bring value you don't have to always give a discount or always have to if your shoot is an hour you don't have to go two hours trying to please a client you please them by providing a good product mm -hmm. and so i think in business you gotta just you gotta learn your business first but i think when you're moving like that doing things hastily i just think it comes from a, a place of just not feeling confident or poised enough in your business, and it's okay, right? But mm -hmm. but when you in that situation, you got to reach out to somebody who's doing it better than you. Exactly. Swallow the pride, right? And say, hey, I need help, right? And I'm telling you, most people, most people will say, okay, cool, yeah. But you got to do it in the most humility, humble way. You know what I'm saying? And so that's that's how you build. You you, you can't be afraid to ask for help. That's and true. So, yeah. So what are some of the key challenges you've had to overcome? Like, I mean. It's great that you've built, mm -hmm. you know, this empire that yeah. you've built, but just some of those key challenges that come along the way. Because sometimes people make it look, and I'm not saying that you have, but just oh, in general, sure. sometimes people make it look so pretty. And I talk about some of the challenges that come along with that, where you're probably ready to give up, you're ready to throw in a towel, or you run into a challenge where yeah. you can't do the things that you thought you could do or yeah. wanted to do. Yeah. Um, no, that's true. I think it, it, that's so true. I think in business... People don't talk about the behind the scenes enough. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we kind of hit on it a little bit. I was in corporate while I was doing photography. Mm -hmm. And so it's like the late nights just to just to kind of get it there. Right. You know, with social media, it looks pretty because it's all instant gratification. But I would definitely say the challenge. It's all mindset. It's mindset. And you, t you touched on it a little bit when we was talking before you were saying when you was in corporate how you was just routine. Mm -hmm. It was so routine, right? And it's kind of like the imposter syndrome, but you like a shell of yourself a little bit. And so I would definitely say for me and my business, um, early on was me trying to be something I seen. And then when I realized I tapped into the identity aspect of who I am mm -hmm. to my core, mm -hmm. then it was just like, okay, this, this, this is not rocket science. Mm -hmm. It's mindset. Exactly. Like what you what you want out of this, mm -hmm. and so and how I approach that man each day honestly, uh, is prayer. Okay, is speaking over myself. Absolutely, affirmations, and 
that's that's the business. That's that's how that's the first thing mm-hmm. is the mindset because I mean you I mean, we all rehearse those thoughts. Uh-huh. Like, man, like when something get hard, like, man, you know. But then you got to you got to combat that with a scripture. You got to combat that with, man, I can do this. I, I got this. You right. know what I'm saying? You got to spend less time on social media. You know, and I would say for me, that, that, those was my challenges early on. More so now is my challenges is like, how do I protect my peace and make sure I'm not overspending my time in certain areas or unhealthy conversations that's not really feeding my my goal or my dream and so i think that is like those can be the challenges Mm -hmm. you know um and then you know don't i I would say if you have a bit don't compare yourself right the the comparison man it kills the joy man Man, it steals the joy we were just talking about it it does man because man think about it your dna yeah is attached to you exactly there's nobody else with that dna Uh so you're unique already Right. right Right. And so, like, if you could be anything in the world, just be yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I think when you do that and you just tap into who you are, mm-hmm. I think that right there will build a give you the confidence that you need in mm-hmm. order to move forward. And so, like, just like in real estate, like you get you going you there's times you may not get a client, mm-hmm. you know, you may not get a closing every week, you know, but your identity can't be attached to that, mm-hmm. you know, and I think, like you know. That. When you work corporate, man, you, you, your identity is attached to a pay stuff. Exactly. You know, you can pay every two weeks. <laughs> so it's easy to be like, I'm in faith, right? Right. But then what about when you strip from that? Exactly. Then what you're leaning on. And Absolutely. so I think for me, that was a big, that, that out of any, I could talk to you about numbers. I could talk to you about how much we're doing successfully in business. Mm-hmm. But honestly, to be real, that to me was the biggest piece that I had to like grasp. Right. You know, uh, I did a social media break for nine months. Mm-hmm. Audio books, Atomic Habits, mm-hmm. you know, um, that was my social media for a minute. But you yeah. know, it was crazy, man. Yeah. People always talk about mindset is so cliche, right? Yeah. But it is really not. You may have, you may hear people overuse it. Yeah. But everything starts with mental health. It does. I it, mean, oh, obviously, you know, yeah. obviously, you know, staying, staying prayed up and having mm-hmm. your belief. But it starts with the mindset, because at yeah. first, whatever it is, you have to believe it. It starts there. I mean, that's just human anatomy. Yeah. Mean, it starts with the brain, and then yeah. it goes from there. Yeah. So it truly is mindset, because if you if you don't believe it, and nobody else believe in, believes in you or what you're doing, yeah. then it's not going to get started, because it has to be, to your point, it has yeah. to be internal. It has to start with you. you got to have a goal. Yeah. You know, It's something that you're trying to accomplish, yeah. and just stay focused on yeah. that and really understand that. If you build it, that they will come. Yeah. You really understand that if you truly focused on your purpose and you're operating in it, yeah. you're going to your that whole vibe is is going to illuminate off it your is. body. It will, it you will. know, and people will be attracted to yeah, that. It yeah, it will. You got to feed it too, though. Right. Because you can say mindset, but it's like because a lot. Of, here's the thing: like wh- what you're around, you become. Right. What you attra- you attract. Right. Because it's like it is mindset at the end of the day. So if you feeding it positive, you pouring into it then there's something that's going to be in you that's going to be stirred up to want to go go do that, right? right exactly. And it's going to keep you going forward. That's not saying that negative thoughts or doubt or fear don't come. Mm-hmm. It does come. But you can combat that with what you're feeding yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you're not feeding yourself, you don't know to combat that. You're just mm-hmm. like, okay, all right, I'm going to go back. Okay. Right. It's not going to happen. Right. So, yeah, that's that's why it's focused. That's why it's important to focus, lock in. You hear you hear people say that, but right. you think it's cliche. Exactly, but it's it's really not. When you're in that space, when mm-hmm. you experienced it, it's not cliche. Yeah, and so you just got to get to that point. Exactly. Yeah. So, just um, changing the tone up a little bit, yeah. right? So, what what sets you apart, right? You have, 
a lot of photographers out here. Mm -hmm. You have other mortgage lenders out here. Mm -hmm. You know, I know you said that you did niche down where you're only focused on um, high school, yeah. right? Like senior yeah. pictures and stuff yeah. like that. But there's a lot of other people who niche down that are focused on senior pictures. There's a yeah. lot of other mortgage lenders out here. Yeah. What makes Greg Nelson different? Man, me. Um, and to that, it's, it's a lot for everybody out here. Okay. Right? And so it's like God is not God of black. And so it's like when I look at clients, I'm like, there's a lot of clients out there for me. So for me in particular, like the way I shoot, like my skill, but just also just like my whole personality. Okay. Like I'm fun. Like, you know, I'm not dry, you right. know. So with singers, like I'm, I don't know, I'm just a cool dude, man. Right. And so it's like when I, when I, when I deal with clients, I, I build them up. Like as I'm shooting them, I, man, you know, this is, this is nice. You look good. I edify them in the process. Um, because pretty pretty much anybody with a camera can shoot, mm -hmm. but I think what's setting me apart is the fact that professional. You know, I show up on time. You know, when we do the consultation, you know, I can kind of talk to the client, hear them out first. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not like, and, and and sometimes it may not be a good fit. Yeah, it just may not be a good fit. And I'm okay with that, right? But it's just really meeting the need of that client, right? And mm -hmm. so, for example, for seniors, a lot of the seeing clients is more um, the moms want their child to take a picture. <laughs> you know, they, they necessarily don't want to take the picture. And right. so, like, I love that because now it's like, oh, okay, my personality matches well for this kid because right. now I can get him to smile. Uh -huh. I can say something that's cool. You right. know, I can kind of flex because I got four kids myself. And Absolutely. so I have the experience to do that. Um, and so I would say that, being professional um, and just, like, just, you know, besides a good picture. But, yeah, I would say that would – what set me apart, man? Okay, on yeah. the mortgage lending side, yeah, you pull someone's credit, yeah, and it's like, okay, I don't want to discourage them. I want to build them <clears> up. <throat> so you said that's what sets you apart: the fact that you're relatable, the fact that you're personable, and you're just you. How do you build them up? Okay, cool. So for that, on on uh, everybody got a perfect score. Okay, so if I pull your credit, <laughs> you may say that I'm not saying that. Right, you right. say my credit sucks. I'm not saying that. You yeah. got a perfect score. Like you know, when you know better, you do better. Mm -hmm. So when I'm looking at the credit report and I see like certain line items, I question it and say, okay, you know, what's up with this? You know, um, and they say, you know, da 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 da. Okay, uh -huh. well, see if there's any way you can settle on that or you know fix that or whatever the case may be. But I would say everybody got a perfect credit score. With okay. lending is is basically you know whatever product. You know, can you qualify? Of course, you know, you have to have a certain FICO score, 580 for FHA, FHA or above. And so, you know, if you fit that criteria, then that's a possibility you have that product. Unless it comes to, you know, your debt to income, where it's just like you got more going out than coming in. Right. Then that kind of like, well, you know, <laughs> can't get you nothing there, you know. But I would say for, for um, even on the, on the lending side, uh -huh. you know, just sitting down, talking to people, just showing them that we care. Right. Very tra full transparency. Okay. You know, you know, because when you're dealing with numbers, people about to make the biggest transaction of their life. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't like talking fast when it comes to business. Exactly. Because there's nothing to hide. Mm -hmm. And so it's like I like to sit down, talk to people, say, hey, these are, this is what we offer. You know, I tell them about my process. It's always going to be a white glove experience okay. because communication is key. Because, you know, you, you, you want to be communicated to. That's how I want to be communicated exactly. to. So I let them know from the expectations from beginning to end, from beginning to end mm -hmm. you know. Um, and then just pretty much, like, you know, like I say, once they get into contract, it's just really, like, communicating communicating with them with the, what the next steps is going to be. So, yeah. So when you say, you tell, so you tell all your clients you have the perfect score. That's what you tell them? Well, no, no, <laughs> oh, okay. no, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, if, if they say my score is bad, like, I don't, uh, I'm not here to kind of, like, um, 
condemn them about their right, score. Like right. they come to me for help. So it's like, you know, they want to know if they can qualify. So I'm like, you know, score, it's not as bad as you thought it was. Oh, There's okay. some things you can do to fix it, right? Right. You know, I'm not going to say it's bad. Like, right. next. Like, no, no, no. But I'm just saying, to me, I would say everybody have a perfect score because, not perfect score, but when you know better, you do better. Right. So, so it's a good assessment. So if your score is not where it needs to be, right. here's some things you can do to, to take care of it. Gotcha. I'm assuming you didn't know that. So here you go. You can do that okay. to fix it. You know what I mean? But okay. not not perfect, like, in a sense. I thought you were like, no. I thought you told everybody, no, you have the perfect score. No, that's deception, uh, man. Uh, I ain't okay. doing that. No, no, no. I mean, I didn't yeah, think yeah, so. Yeah, I just no. wanted to make sure. I'm like, I need clarification no, for no, myself. No, Okay. So give us a success story, mm -hmm. like a success story from both photography and from the mortgage lending side. Like that one st story on both ends that really stand out to you. Yeah. That's a success story, or that you deem a success story? Um, with lending, I would say a little too early because I just got started. Okay. Uh, photography, man, I was I would say for photography, um, I think with photography, I, I pat myself on the back. I would say success stories is when I first got started. Okay. Just, just pressing, just pressing in. Um, not it's new territory. Like I say, I did I did it as a hobby, mm -hmm. running gun with videos. And then, like, when I decided to make it a business, it just showed me, like, man, when you serious about something, when you commit to it, you go all in for it. Absolutely. And so I would say that's the success in itself, right? Because now GNA Studios is not, it's not like a renowned company right now. We're still, we're still in the process of building it, scaling it. Mm -hmm. But I would say the success is that I never quit. And mm -hmm. I kept pressing, um, got into the weddings industry. Did pretty good there, and it was just like, okay, it just consumed too much of my time on the weekends, Saturdays and Sundays, I, my family time, kids playing sports, that's what matters, because that's what I'm doing it for. Mm -hmm. So I got to make sure the first thing, make the main thing is the main thing. Right. Um, but then I was dabbling in two um, high school seniors doing family pictures, and so it's just like being able to, I think the success is that I'm getting clients that I don't know. Okay. You know? Like, people that I don't know booking me. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's amazing. Like, you don't know me. Exactly. And you book my business. Right. Why? Right. And I ask people, like, how do you hear about me? No, right. I seen you on Facebook. You do great work. I love the lighting. And I'm just like, to me, that just brings me great joy, especially as a creative. That's Like, you love that, right? right. And so I would say that that part. And um, another thing is GNA Studios is not it's not Greg Photography. Mm -hmm. So GNA Studios is the umbrella of what's to become. So, like, my kids, they can grow older and they could say, I want to be a photographer. They could do it under that brand. So mm -hmm. Greg don't always have to show up because mm -hmm. it's not Greg photography. And so I think the success, it's it's still building itself. Okay. But I would say the, that the biggest success is the fact that I've, I've been able to go out, get clients, and do sessions with people that I don't know. Yeah. And in the business, a lot of people that I knew did book me, but I booked more people that I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I'm happy. And I was able to build relationships, and they are reoccurring clients. Yeah. That booked me through throughout the years. Yeah, like I went yeah. to your um, like social media. Yeah. I've seen your photos. Yeah. I love your photos. Thanks, man. I love the lighting <clears throat> myself, the quality, yeah, yeah, all yeah, that yeah. stuff. You know, websites really yeah. clean. I can remember one video you posted. I don't know if you were in a bedroom or something, but it had like red and blue lighting in the back, and you had the camera like right up front. This was maybe two or three years ago. I don't know. I think it was but I seen yeah. the quality. I was like, man. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Have quality like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh. <laughs> It's definitely a skill for sure, man. But it's not hard. It's not rocket science. Yeah. And then I would say for real estate, um, I would say success story is uh, <clears throat> we always say, <clears throat> sorry, man, we always say customers, uh, 
um, relationships over transactions. Mm -hmm. And so it's like for real estate, I say lending is a little too early. I just got started. Yeah. But for real estate, and it's it's kind of the same thing. But with real estate, the success story is always um, when you get a client who don't know if they can buy a house, mm -hmm. and you know you sit down and you talk to them through the consultation, and uh, they it's funny they have they have their own they plan like man we're gonna buy a house next year, and then it's like what I love about it is that you can really sh encourage. And enlighten people that man, you know, you so far along than you what you really think, mm -hmm. and they get the ball rolling then. Nice and um, going into contract, but then also the communication piece be, why they in contract, mm -hmm. but then dealing with like the ups and downs of fear, like should we be really be doing this? Am I going to have enough money for closing costs and all that? And it's just really like when they close and when mm -hmm. you're at the closing table, the money come last. Honestly, man, it's like I'm not in the business for that. Even, that's the byproduct, right? right? But just treating people, you know, people business, treating people well, that's going to come, right. right? You know, you take care of people, you're going to get taken care of, man, on the, on the back end. But just really just when they close and just seeing the excitement on their face. So that's the success story. When, okay. when they're, you know, success, successful in getting their home, buying their home. So you just closed on, we're well, not closing on property, but um, a family just closed on the property. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw the picture. You yeah, posted. yeah, yeah. That was, okay. yeah, that was, that was a beautiful, that was a beautiful story. Nice. That was a beautiful story, man. Yeah, they look pretty young. They they were young, man. Okay. Just, just had their brand new yeah, baby. And, um, yeah, I saw that. That was, that was, that was awesome, man. Because we sat, we sat down with them and I could share this because I put it in my post. Right, right, right. We, we, <laughs> we sat down with them and they were like, they had a plan. Okay. And they like, we're going to, we're going to buy next year and. Me and my wife, we, just, we me and my wife, we both did the consultation. Okay. And um, my wife and I, we just, I don't know, we just kind of see ourselves in people sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, when you experience it, it's so easy to kind of like tap into that space and help people mm -hmm. genuinely because you experienced it. Mm -hmm. And it's not like a sign-up thingy, we're trying to hurt and get paid. Like, that's the last thing on our mind. Right. Um, and so, like, we sitting there and we just like, okay, we letting them talk. Right. And we just like, look, guys. Y'all can do this, can do that, and we just give them strategy, just different perspective, and they're like, okay, and we just got the ball rolling, man, and um, I love it because they was just like a one accord, right, every time, and so if there was like something to come up, I talked to uh, the um, I talked to the husband, and it was just like. All right, let me get back with you. I'm gonna talk to her. Yeah. Well, if I talk to her, I'm gonna get back and talk to him. And I was like, I love that. Yep. Moving on one accord because I believe when you're on one accord, yep. it's gonna always it's gonna work, man. And so, um, there was like a few hiccups during the process. Yeah. And it was just like just stay positive. Mm -hmm. And so, but now I'm, I'm just I'm super happy they they was able to close and then they had their baby and it's just like perfect timing. Right. So they was able to like. They can build a baby room and things like that in this you, new home. You know what's cool about that, man? Yeah. The fact that you and your wife, I mean, from what I hear, yeah, yeah. you two are a power couple, man. The yeah. fact that y'all really, and it's like my wife and I, it's the same thing. That's why I'm yeah, saying sure. that. It's like you roll off of each other's yeah. back and yeah. how you two sat down in that room with that other couple. And I'm sure you two were able to bounce off of each other without signs. But the fact that y'all do it so much and so in sync that you say one part, and you can pretty much anticipate what she's going to say. Yeah. So then when she goes off with the wife, I have a conversation. You go off with the husband. Yeah. And I'm sure y'all come back and regroup. Yeah. You're like, yeah. yeah, I told him this. She's like, yeah, yeah. I told him this. I'm like, oh, yeah. I figured you were going to say that. So yeah, I said yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she she bring out stuff. I'm like, I didn't think of that. Right, but, right. So it's like working in harmony. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, you know, and it's it, it just over time. You build that experience, you, you know. But, yeah, it's, it's amazing, bro. I love it, man. I so let's it. talk yeah. about... 
failures and setbacks. Okay. In both, in all lanes, whichever lanes you want to share. Yeah, man. Um, like those, that gut punching failure setback to where it's like, uh, how can we recover from this? Yeah, man. I would, I would say, um, in the and if I'm being real, like, yeah. if, in the business is like, I mean, besides the thoughts, right? Um, I think for me, it's just more like I talked about the mindset, like. Um, for, for for photography, I won't really say like any failures, setbacks. It's honestly, I would say that the setbacks is as you building, you kind of like want to make sure you know. In photography, I was like the photographer, the editor. You know, um, sometimes that can kind of get a little uh, mm -hmm. where it's cutting into your time um, and family time and stuff like that. And there were nights where it was like I was up editing because I I didn't share this, but I did do like some of the videos like wedding videos too and so like it was times where I would like get double booked and so I'm like I'm editing but trying to turn this product over for a client but then it's like now I'm back editing because I got so much backlog mm -hmm. and so now I won't say but I would say setback is just kind of like thinking more future stated like where man how can I outsource this mm -hmm. to where it can be a helping hand to where I'm just not always like tied to the business to where I can't like enjoy certain things um I think my I think my failure my setbacks been more on a personal level than the business. Okay. Just because, um, like I said, like the identity issue, that part is critical, and you can do great in business mm -hmm. and just be a terrible human being, or just like you know. But I don't think it will really sustain if you're not like who you are or right. to your core and stuff like that. So I think mine's just been I think honestly just me being safe, coming to knowing who Christ is, you know, being um, justified and just like leaving that old life behind yeah. so identity issues break that down yeah. so for me man i born and raised chicago right okay. grew up I, I grew up in projects right and so like for me like i lost my mom when i was a freshman in college lost my dad when i was sophomore high school mm -hmm. um and so growing up identity man it's just like who am i like you know as i got older had my son it's kind of like, man, I wish I could ask dad. I wish I could ask mom. And so you, you're leaning on things. And so, you know, have dad. It's kind of like you're not safe. For me, it was more like being part of the streets, mm -hmm. doing, you know, activity that don't really, it's not conducive for me, right? Um, teach his own, but it's like, you know, chasing a lifestyle or living a life where I'm like, okay, this is, I'm doing this because this is what everybody else is doing, you know? Mm -hmm. And then, I realized, like, man, I got to a point where it's just, like, tired of this. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so, for me, it was just, like, I had to figure out who I was, mm -hmm. you know. And even even after I got saved, it was still, like, some identity things. You know what I'm saying? It's like, some old traumas, you know what I'm saying, from being young, some thought, different thought processes and stuff like that. And so, you know, it's always still, like, you're still growing and you're learning. But right. for me, that that's... I would say those were my setbacks, not in, not because of it happened, but just more so things I had to get delivered from. Okay. From a, from a mindset perspective, mm -hmm. um, just my thoughts on things, my thoughts on life, and so I would think I would say that kind of helped that helped me more than anything. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And so it's always daily. It's always a something that you got to continue to renew your mind to and just continue to. Try to be better. So it's not like, oh, I was good this day. It'll be good forever. Like, no, nah, right. I don't work that way. But I would say my, my failure setbacks is not necessarily, I don't tie it to the business. Okay. Because I feel like in this business, I'm the brand. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you know, 
it's I gotta get me together. You know what I'm saying? So I would say that was always my setbacks. Do you feel like yeah. those two are tied together? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, you can't carp. What's it? What's the word? Carp. 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 I can't. You can't put it in a box. Like oh. you, there's no. <laughs> Compartmentalize. What's the, what's the word? Oh, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Compartmentalize. Compartmentalize. Yeah, yeah I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, st- I stuttered on that, but it's all, oh, but no, yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. good. Hey, yeah. I do the same thing. Yeah, and so it's like you can't put those those two. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so yeah. talking about forward progress, right? Yeah. So I want to ask you, and all facets, so with your photography and with real estate, mm-hmm. what's your plan to scale? Like, how do you scale? Because, of course, you yeah. can't make multiple grades. You can't duplicate yourself. Mm-mm. Right, so how do you scale your businesses? Um, for photography, yeah. um, so I'm niching down to senior photography, uh-huh. and so my goal is so I got my I, I took my whole garage, made it a studio. Oh wow! Yeah, I don't, I don't think we talked about that. Oh no, man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got. I got to show you. We should. I should have told you that. Yeah, no, man. This so is good. I did that, man. Right when I left corporate, man. Okay. I, um, I when I, right when I left corporate. So I'm going to turn this garage into a studio because I don't want to buy a studio space. Okay. So I changed it to a studio space. Painted it. Everything, man. You know, I got the lights, all that stuff. Okay. And I did some shoots and stuff in there. And Mm -hmm. and I was like, man, you know, I I just want to niche down to where I can have just one one portfolio. Mm -hmm. And so that's my goal. So to your your question, so in the the scene photography, what I love to do is – what you call behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you can market, but the way to market is really just posting, mm-hmm. posting what you're doing. People want to see it in real time. Mm-hmm. And so when my shoots, I got to shoot this this Saturday. I'm excited about okay. shooting two twin high school seniors. Nice. Um, it's going to be dope. I'm, I'm excited. Do you have like before and after pictures? Like before you built the studio and how yeah, it I looks Yeah, I do. Like? I do. Yeah, I'm okay. sure. Yeah, yeah, I do. Have you posted those? I did, man. Well, no, I didn't do it before. I just posted it when, oh, when I was done. Oh, man. I mean, dude, yeah. that's yeah. that's super creative. That's yeah, why I yeah, said yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I, I show, I'll show you the pictures. Okay. And um, so, yeah, just really just advertising in that way, just being more on social media, doing okay. more more reels. Um, I, used to, I used to do marketing, like spend marketing on Facebook, but honestly, the best way to do it is just get in front of people. People want to see you. Okay. Yeah, and so that's my way. That's my plan for, for the photography, for um, – for the real estate mm-hmm. and for the lending, mm-hmm. it's relationships, man. It's okay. referrals. Referral based business is the best, right? You know, it's it's if you if I if I if I done business for you and I did a good job mm-hmm. and you can go out there and tell somebody else, right? And they go tell somebody else. That's the best. Okay, like, it's that's the best. And of course, you can you can market if you're trying to market to a certain demographic, different area. Mm-hmm. I think that's great, but that's not my plan. So, like, I got, like, a CRM set up mm-hmm. to where I, I have, like, my client and my database and stuff like that. And so, mm-hmm. like, it's set up auto to where it's sending emails and yeah. texts and things like that. And okay. so you set that those templates up. Yeah. And so that's my way of reaching. You Smart. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So so let me ask you this. Um, have you ever considered teaching people what you do? I have, man. Okay. I have. I, have. I think this, this is teaching right now. <laughs> but for the photography side, yes, man. I mean, to, so, to scale. I do. Yeah, I do, man. I think it's funny, man. I feel like we can teach sometimes better than we can do, right? Right. So in photography, I, I, that's like that was like one of my that's like one of my passions that I want to do teach other photographers. Okay. I feel like I can teach it really well too, man. Uh, just like the lighting cuz I just know like some of the fears most photographers face. Right. Exactly. You're kind of you just like you shoot, but there's there's some self consciousness going on, right? And so just getting people to be more poised with it, more confident, show that in your shoots, yeah, and let the people's because when you sh- when you show that, 
when you can portray that, then that person that you're in front of, they're going to feel that same. They're going to feel confident. Exactly. You know, you're looking at your pictures like, mm-hmm. they're going to be looking like So when I look, I'm like, man, this is beautiful. We're nice, man. Right, you right. Know, they start cheesing, <laughs> feeling good about themselves. So now I would love I would love to get in that space, man. Okay. For I'll, sure, yeah. We, we yeah. should talk, man, afterwards. Yeah, for sure. Mind. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what would you say, um, not necessarily sets you apart, but how do you stay up to date on trends, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, photography, the world of photography, videography mm-hmm. is always changing. Yeah. Different cameras. <clears throat> so, like, you may say, oh, I don't know any of the cameras. I'm going to just make it up. Well, I shoot with the Sony M50 and I shoot with this. Yeah. How do you stay current on that? Like, you, you're online, to your point, you're on yeah. social media. You see people do a certain thing. And you're like, oh, man, okay, I need to start doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in photography, it's, you can, you can. And technology is always ever changing, man. Okay, can, man, it's a camera coming out <laughs> every week. Right, it seems like. right. Now it's like, do you always buy the new camera? No, man, you don't have to. Okay, I mean, when you got a professional camera, it can sh- it can shoot like full frame. I don't want to talk too many technical terms. Oh no, it's all but right. When you Go got a professional it. camera, you can shoot full full frame. You teaching me some stuff. You can shoot full frame. You don't. It, it's good enough to do the job. Okay, unless you're trying to do something. Um, in particular, or you're trying to create a certain shot, yeah. you can go out and buy it, but it's like, do you really need it, right? right? <clears throat> do you really need it? You know, from a business perspective, I had to learn that after a couple of years. Like, <laughs> I don't need that. Like, you know, but um, I would say I stay up on the trends, but I just feel like I just kind of like stay in my lane mm-hmm. when it comes to that because, like, I shoot senior photographers. I mean, shoot, shoot seniors, then I'll watch other seniors, and just like watch different styles and stuff mm. like that. When it comes to the, like the, the products, I mean uh, um, the gear. Yeah. If it's something that I feel like, man, I need that. I'll make the picture pop, and I go <clears> get it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But nine times out of ten, I don't even use it. Right. And it's just like I'm doing it based on what somebody else is doing. And so the trends is cool, mm-hmm. but I feel like if you gotta go, you gotta plan, and you stay to, stay on that. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, like like I said, if it's if it's something that you're trying to tap into, mm-hmm. yeah, go and go. Try it out, you know what I'm saying? Uh, for real estate, just always making sure, looking at the rates. Mm-hmm. Um, just seeing, like, you know, looking in, you know, real estate news, mortgage news, and just seeing, like, if rates fluctuate and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's that's kind of a way to kind of stay ahead, you know, but the market is always changing. So it's the best thing you can do is just kind of, like, <clears throat> just make sure um, you're just, like, educating yourself on, like, the industry. Do you take, like, any uh, continuing education courses? I do, yes. Okay. I didn't even think about it. <clears throat> yeah, so continue edu- course, continuing education classes for sure for real estate okay. and lending as well, yeah. Nice. So yeah. is there some type of, like, continuing education platform that you would recommend? Yeah, so for, like, when you're a real estate agent, you have um, Hondros. Okay. That's like everybody go to Hondros yes. in Ohio. Yep. And so they have, like, a platform. And in lending, there's a um, course called On Course. Okay. So, you know, you take you got to take it every three years called CE classes. Okay. Um, since I'm, like, within my first couple first year, I had to take, like, it's like a post right. um, certification you got to get. Okay. And so, yeah, and it's about law and things like that. Like, yeah. Does it cost? Is, do they have free courses at all? Any free courses? No, it costs. You got to okay. pay for it. Yeah. Gotcha. So you, you have to pay okay. to be yeah, in business. <laughs> Gotta ask. You know? Business not free. No, right. I'm joking, no. <laughs> they may have some free courses out there, and they may. I don't. I don't even know. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. I don't cool. even know. Yeah. But yeah. So what's some what's some advice that you would give? You know, it could be general advice as an entrepreneur. It could be advice in the photography space. It could be advice in yeah. the real estate space. Yeah. Um, I would definitely say like if you're in business, um, just kind of like count up the cost. Like just 
know like know your numbers like just know what you're getting into like i think sometimes we can get into it hastily which is good because that's the beginning of it mm -hmm. but like if you're doing business just make sure you're doing your research okay doing your research reach out to people who are in that space like genuinely reach out to them and like swallow the pride and just like you don't know what you don't know exactly and, and be okay with that and mm -hmm. i think there's wisdom in that because like if you don't know at least you know somebody who may know you know that saying but just reach out to people who are in that space who are doing it well mm -hmm. um, and just learn from that. Um, but also as a person, individual, man, just kind of point to yourself. Like I think mindset is huge. Um, books, read books, audio books, you know, just got to point to yourself. Like because it's, if you're not reading or growing, I mean, you, then you're not really like feeding it. Or if you're not reading, if you're not feeding yourself, then you're really not like growing in a sense mm -hmm. right like what new information have you like learned or developed you know if you're not pouring into yourself and so i'm big on that you know i was definitely say like you know from a business aspect and then to an individual aspect you know um then take care of yourself mm -hmm. you know i think health is huge like we i think we chase wealth so much absolutely <laughs> you know <clears throat> but it's okay to uh work out a little bit and right. you know make sure you're taking care of yourself exactly um and so and then, too, like, man, like, I know for us in particular, like, with our family, like, we want to build a generational wealth, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so, you know, we just, that's what we, that's we chasing legacy. Exactly. And so it's like, I think with that is just making sure you, you know, if you're into, if you're in business, just making sure you're doing all your due diligence to make that business become what you wanted it to become. Right. But then also, too, the business is you. Mm -hmm. And so as you point into that business, you got to point to yourself, too. Exactly. And that's key. Yes, and so I would say that's my biggest advice, man, honestly, you know, because you, I can give all the advice. But I think that's that's the core of it, honestly. OK. Yeah. So one last question. Mm -hmm. As an entrepreneur, how do you prepare for the exit in terms of retirement? Mm, that's good, man. Um, <clears throat> so as an entrepreneur, as you invested. Investing is, is huge. Okay. Right. And I I can't, I'm not like a, a guru, right? No, no, no. Just for personal experience. People, yeah, for, just for personal experience. Yeah. I think um, retirement is, the exit is really, because sometimes you could be like, I'm getting this money, I'm getting this money, I'm getting this money. That's great, right? right. But you, also, you have something called inflation. Uh-huh. <laughs> Absolutely. So inflation is basically like a dollar today is not a dollar tomorrow, tomorrow mm -hmm. or next year, right? Right. And so you, it's a good book that I read. It's called The Richest Man in Babylon. Okay. It talks about the seven steps. Man, a lot of people recommend that man, book. It's a really man. good book, bro. Man, when I tell you, it is good. And it teaches you the seven steps, how to accumulate wealth. Okay. Right? And so it's like, if you, even if you're in corporate, not necessarily just business, even if you're a corporate mm -hmm. or if you own a business, take in a little bit what you have mm -hmm. and make sure you invest in that. Okay. And whatever that little bit is, right? Okay. Or if you got more, invest that, right? Get get with like a financial planner so you can talk about it, right? And it's it's not going to make you rich right now. Yeah. But over the years when, because you got to secure income for the future. Mm -hmm. So we focus on securing income for now. But mm -hmm. you got to secure it for the future because you're not going to always be 30. You're not always going to be 40. Exactly. You know? And so like I, I know for, for us, our personal experience with that is that's what we always been doing mm -hmm. uh, because we know that's important my, my, my kids get older i want to be able to hang out with my kids mm -hmm. i'm not trying to work exactly <laughs> when they <laughs> when they're in they proms and you know traveling and things like that i want to be able to do that right and i think the now is to pour into that now and not wait until that time and so that's one of the things i do you know invest money back into 
for in retirement and stuff like that. Or if if you into flipping uh, real estate, that's right. it. That's a that could be a four hundred one k too. That's true. You know because um, every, each property has a value. Right. And so that's you know that's how I look at it. And so whatever that that is, you got to just invest. Mm-hmm. You got to secure income for the future. Right. Yeah. Man, you know what I appreciate about this interview, man. First of all, again, I appreciate you for even hopping on. Yeah. The fact that it was well rounded, man. So yeah. you talked about financial wealth, mm-hmm. spiritual wealth, mm-hmm. mental wealth, or health, I should say, financial health, uh, physical health, just all the way around, man. Just really touching on all of the key points, man. And I think. That's important, especially as a family man, you yeah. know, family man, God fear man, you know, willing to go out there and build on your own. Mm-hmm. And that's not a knock, you know, against anyone. To oh, your point, no, that's, that's still in corporate because absolutely, you can still yeah. build. Absolutely. You know, but the fact that you stepped out there on faith to build in a different way. Yeah. I commend you for that. man. Thanks, man. For sure. It. I respect that. Absolutely. You can build in, in corporate. Just yeah. know that you're capped. Yeah. I don't want to prolong it. Oh no, 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 but no, yeah, no, no. you can, Go you can, it. you can build in, you can build in corporate. You can. It's just, you know, I think with corporate, you're not gonna become wealthy, right? And you gotta understand that. And I think sometimes people can go through those motions of like, man, I hate this job, I hate that. Okay, find another job, right? Mm-hmm. But just understand, your true happiness is not gonna come from that. I exactly. think sometimes we attach ourselves to that. Yep. That's not the issue. We gotta change some stuff up internally, or we gotta fix our focus. Mm-hmm. That way, we can use that corporate job yep. as a vehicle to get to where we need to go mm-hmm. right you know and i think that should be the goal for anybody who have those aspirations or are inspired to become business owners is if you're in corporate it's not to belittle anybody mm-hmm. like you can you can build a business while you're there and right. then also use your job to you know and that's why you and i talk we never bad mouth it where, where oh, yeah. we worked at like I no know. this is what paying the bills exactly like, and I, I think it's just you gotta just fix the focus yeah. like, this is what paid the bills like me being in corporate right. afforded me to be right where I'm at now exactly you know because I, I use corporate just like they use me right <laughs> Yes, and so, sir. like, I'm happy, man. So, right. yeah, no, nah, for sure. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, no, yeah. no doubt, man. So how can the people contact you for, you know, photography needs? Because I'm yeah. sure we have a lot of seniors coming up in yeah. the next, what, six or seven months yeah. for their mortgage lending needs or if they need a real estate agent. You know, yeah. like they said, they're looking for someone who's personable, someone relatable, someone with good character and yeah. integrity. Yeah, so just provide your contact information yeah, if you don't Yeah, so uh, for photography, you can visit me on um, GNH Studios on Instagram. Um, GNA Studios, well, actually, info at gnastudios.com. That's okay. my website. Okay. Um, you can kind of like do a questionnaire, like contact me, put okay. in your information. Uh, for the lending side, um, it's greg at tithelending.com. Um, even if you just want like some um, advice, um, how, how to like see if you can shop around for a better rate, uh, better terms, you know, I can definitely run you, do some pricing for people uh, for real estate. Um, it's Greg Nelson at Columbus Real Estate on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Any last words to close us out? Man, nah, this is dope, man. Nah. Okay. This is, nah. Cool. I appreciate it, <laughs> I ain't had man. no script. I just came raw, <laughs> unedited, and I love it, man. That's how it's but, supposed to be, But man. I would just say, man, I'm proud of you, though, for real, man. You, I'm man. glad you're getting this started, man. This is awesome, bro. I appreciate and, it. And, like, I know, like, starting out, you may just feel like, man, you know, I know I know you know it's going to work, right? Because right. God giving you that he he's ordering your steps but but just know man this is awesome bro this is just know every big corporation started off little yes sir you know what i'm saying so just 
This is amazing, dude. I'm I proud of you it. for sure, man. Thanks, Just man. seeing where you come came from, you know, you somebody who inspired me yeah. when we was in corporate, man. Right, right. You know, with the tie and all right. that. You know, I wasn't <laughs> all the way there. And I was like, this dude is super sharp, man. And just to see you now, every conversation we ever had was always about career mobility, just bettering ourselves. Um, and every time I left you, I always you always you never gave me homework, but I felt like I always right, had right. homework. <laughs> like this guy tired, man. But you always stimulated my mind, bro. And I, I appreciate you, man. Always being consistent. Thanks, man. Always been the same. So I thank you for that. having me here, though. I appreciate oh, yeah, it. Absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah. So we'll make sure. So Greg closes out great. We'll put all of his information down in the description. But, hey, thank you for joining the Let's Evolve for Tomorrow podcast, where we help aspiring new and existing entrepreneurs excel to the next level by inviting other aspiring new and existing entrepreneurs to the podcast where they can give knowledge and gems on how to get to the next level. We'll see you next time.